Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast here on the home of everything Between Realities, Between Realities. My name is Alex VR. I am co-host of this fantastic, magnificent, probably your favorite VR podcast, and I am joined here alongside my co-host, as always, Mr. Skiva. Skiva, how's it going? What's up, dude? I am uh, chilling. Good day. Good week. Lots of VR happening. Good stuff. I just noticed I didn't really adjust the lights correctly today, but uh, you know, we'll make do. Yeah, we're gonna make do. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna cut you some slack. All right. I'm just honored and privileged to be sitting here beside Skiva. Oh. It's Skiva. Oh. Like, dude, you're just like, you're just like the most famous person in VR. <laughs> I think. Period. In the world. About who the hell knows who I am? <laughs> I think everybody. And um, I'm just I'm just grateful who to know you so well. So well, hey, you. everybody in the chat. Guess what? <laughs> We're in the chat with you today. This is a pre-recorded episode. Yes. Um, why? Why are we doing that? What the fuck? Well, uh, so I'm actually flying out uh, somewhere on Friday, um, which is which is the main reason. Uh, we also have our guests from across the pond, and this this is kind of a bonus that we didn't have to have them stay up all night, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be traveling on no Friday. Way. So did I yeah, know yeah. that? I don't know. I didn't really say much because uh, it doesn't matter now because by the time this airs, the person will already know. But I'm going out to surprise my buddy Zug for his 40th oh, birthday. Oh, sick. Yeah, What's yeah. up, Zug? I hope you yeah. guys are having a blast. As yeah, one of our Patreons. So if you become a Patreon, I will fly out surprise <laughs> you too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, for Between Realities today. And um, I'm sure we're having a lot of fun with you in the chat right now. Um, so let's, uh, let's bring our guest on. Right. Um, this is someone I'm really excited to talk to, which I guess is always the case, right? Yeah. Like, I'm always stoked. We, to... we only have people on that we're excited to talk to. Yeah, true yeah. that, true yeah. that. But this is someone who we're fans of. Yes. This is someone who's a fan of the show. Awesome guy. Um, a VR content creator mm-hmm. who we watched explode last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a lot to talk about, I think, with this guy. So everybody, please welcome to Between Realities, your pal in VR. What's up, guys? Yo. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Dude, what's up, buddy? Thank you for joining us. It is a pleasure and an honor to have your pal in VR joining us. <laughs> he is a uh, a comedy content creator in virtual reality who uh, I would say plays around a lot with the limits of expression and the amount of fun that you can have in oh, VR. Yeah. I would love oh, to yeah. uh, dig into some of that a little bit when we get the chance to uh, a little later on in love the show. To. Sounds good. Sounds cool. good. Not a nice spaceship you got here too. Although the bathroom on the third floor, I'm I'm sorry. Just when you go up there, just leave it for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we got invaded by Dickhead Robot once, and he dropped a mean yeah. Dookie in there, and it's all kind of broken. So sorry. Yeah, sorry. Same situation, bigger Dookie. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. all right, man. That's why we have those, you know, those large roomy stalls and spacious vacuum toilets that we have on the ship. Yeah, this this whole thing is is state of the art. It is. Well, it's awesome, nice. man. We're we're super stoked to have you. Um, you know, you are not from America, which is where we're from, right? But I mean, you maybe wouldn't even notice that if you uh, were watching a Your Pal video. You know, like the Your Pal voice and inflection is a little different than what we're hearing here today on the show. Oh yeah, Pal's voice is uh, it's it's good. It, we'll we'll go into a little bit how yes. it changed over the years, but yeah, it's fun. So where where are you currently located? So I am located quite close to London, jolly old England. Uh, thank you very much for not having me stay up until 2 a.m. to record this. My employers will thank you. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I record with people from all over the world. I've recorded with people from the Netherlands, from the US. Yeah, it's it's crazy getting the time zones together. Time zones are a pain in the Fuck. butt, aren't they? Oh my <laughs> god, really my entire are. life is revolves around really time are. zones, so it's it's such a pain. It really is. But... I never cared yeah. about time zones until I yeah. joined the VR community. And now I like have a widget on my phone that shows me what time yeah. it is. Like, well, Time everywhere. Buddy has become my most visited website because it's always like, okay, it's going to be this time for me, this time for you, this time mm-hmm. for you. Let's all try and meet up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I use a website called Savvy because I, you know, I, I support uh, VR kids all over the world, and I always have to like sync up times with people from all different countries, and and uh, it's a pain. Plus, plus for the show, right? So. So, yeah, yeah stuff like that is a is a huge Seriously, lifesaver. Man, this community, like, yeah. honestly, makes me forget that like cultural differences exist because mm-hmm. I'm so used to communicating every day with people from all different countries all around the fucking planet, mm-hmm. and we all are agreeing on everything. You know, it's like, yep, it's yep, 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 and it's like I almost forget that like if I was to actually go to where they are, I would need to like relearn a few things and like maybe yeah. learn how to communicate differently you know but it seems like i'm communicating with my people here in the vr community yeah. regardless where you're vr from. gives us common ground right i mean the hardest part of any conversation is finding that common ground that you all agree on you up into a vr chat room like you into you go into the great pug at 3 a.m you're gonna find people to talk with because you're already in vr you got something to talk about right there yeah man yep hallelujah to that Mm-hmm. So <laughs> greatest you know. community on the planet, dude. I agree. It's like, it's like a, it's like a big family, you know. Like, it you really know, is. I, I feel like I went through some some shady times uh, in the past year and a half, and like, dude, if it wasn't for the VR community being there, I don't know, man, shit would have got dark. So I really, really like lockdown, appreciate that. Was the reason I got yeah. VR, and I was able to. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't leave. Well, I could. I just couldn't do much. You know, mm-hmm. you can't really go and do much outside socially. So stay inside. Go outside, inside, mm-hmm. and just talk with people from all over. Go the outside, world inside. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really feel like I didn't miss a beat through the lockdown because people were there in front of my face. I mean, it was their avatars, right? But I was exchanging that same energy, standing there, talking to people, high-fiving them, you know, put on my B haptics, I can hug my friends in VR. It's it's absolutely insane. Like it really bridged yeah. all of that for me. And then, and I feel like, I kind of feel like I cheated the pandemic. Like I didn't get a lot of the issues and a lot of the social deprivation and a lot of the things that happened to a lot of people because I, I cheated with yeah. VR. <laughs> so You can be that person going, fuck you universe. Yeah. Exactly. You sent everything you had of me, and I'm just standing there flipping you off. <laughs> I love it. Big old smile on your face, having a fucking great time every single day. It's great amazing. times at the end of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously VR is amazing. This time right now to be in the VR space is fantastic. And I will say also, I feel so fucking lucky that, like, we're sitting here talking about the VR community like it's a family. Like, imagine, like, do you think like the cell phone community had a family yeah. when it or got even like up? the PlayStation you know, community? Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like the, the yeah. TVs, like yeah. when TVs were invented, yeah. where their people were like getting together, like oh man, the TV family's so awesome. All the companies and people who love TV, you know, like this is a technology <laughs> that is like going yeah. to be adopted at a yeah. huge scale. And the fact that our community is so intimate and like so family like is mind blowing to yep. me. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and speaking of family, right? Like, so, so last week, classic Skiva transition. <laughs> you like that? I, dude, I'm going to like <laughs> put together a video it, of just all of your, like, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of hamsters on wheels, speaking of, family, speaking of, it's like, it's like the best transitions ever. 
Well, thank you. Yes. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but the VR community really binds together and comes together and does amazing things, right? Last week, we were talking about our favorite magazine, VR Trend Magazine. Dude. Um, just absolutely love this magazine. The community contributes to this magazine and writes articles for it. And um, and they had a Kickstarter, right, that they put together to upgrade their facilities, get their shipping in a better place. Um, you know, uh, they have some really cool things coming up for the community. But it looked like the Kickstarter was about to fall a little bit Dude, short. There's like a couple of days left when we talked yeah. about it. And they still needed to get like three grand. Yeah. Yeah. But, but someone came along. And funded the rest they of this Kickstarter. Did it, yep. dude? So they, they have it. been funded, yay! For all the rest of the stuff that they want to do to improve all of this, and and, and I'm just so excited for them because, you know, like I've talked about with you before, um, and with all you guys, I I every every time a VR trend is coming out, it's the only time I check my mailbox. And my mailman hates me, mm-hmm. right? It's like piled full yeah. of shit all the time. I'm like, oh, VR trend's coming. Time to start going to my mailbox. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you know? this is like... You're like, final bill, final bill. We're suing you. VR trend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Dude, this is fucking mind-blowing. It like, is. this was, um, like, you know, this happened a few days ago. And I got a message on Discord from Skiva, just, like, with the link. He's like, look at this. And we were, like, mm-hmm. both of us were flipping out. Like, mm-hmm. we loved this mag. Of course, we talk about it every single week. Week, mm-hmm. And we, w- of course, wanted this thing to, to happen. We wanted to see this Kickstarter succeed. Mm-hmm. We don't get paid by these guys or anything. But we're like, looking nothing. at each other, dude. And we were we like, oh, it. shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a bummer. Like, this is going to be a rough conversation to have. Like, all that stuff. And this right here, man, the VR community. If it wasn't for what we are talking about right now, this would not be the case. Mm-hmm. But it is. And mm-hmm. now it's funded and VR Trend Magazine is coming. So everybody get ready because they've got what they need to make sure that this thing gets taken to the next level. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Best damn community on the planet a, awesome. a general round yeah. of applause please for the vr community amen. this is you guys you did this amen <laughs> amen so congrats uh vr trend of course uh we'll be there every step of the way with you heck yeah all right, yeah. so let's touch on a couple of, of a couple of noteworthy things. Sure, you know, sure. So, so recently, uh, Medal of Honor came to the Quest. That's yeah. kind of a big deal, right? It is a game that uh, a game that came and brought computer systems all around the world to its knees, <laughs> and uh, and now it's on a mobile headset. Who who would have thought that would have been the case? But uh, but they did it. They pulled it off. It looks pretty good. There's a little bit of a visual downgrade. It plays just about the same. Uh, they've 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 fixed a lot of the issues that were originally happening with the um, with the PC version. So so it's pretty good. You know there are some uh, there's some interesting things that happen though, right? Because because this game is 45 gigs, right? And there are a lot of people out there that oh, have it's a, a 60... it's a big file, right? It's big. So man. before big. before we do that, mm-hmm. have you played this, your pal? I haven't yet. I've seen so much gameplay footage. It's on my Steam wish list. I I will be getting it at some point. But yeah, it it looks like a lot of fun. It does look like a lot of fun. Have you guys played it? What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So you know, um, this game is pretty good. Uh, it's not the best thing in the world, but it is great to have a huge IP like this in virtual reality. You know, I think I think a lot of it to me is just that there's so many cutscenes that you have to sit through maybe even more than you actually get to play you're, you're in some cutscenes. Mm-hmm. so 
you know, there, there's stuff like that. They, I, I guess maybe it's just because this is such a huge studio too that I thought they were just going to blow it out of the water, right? But, uh, but it is fun. Don't get me wrong. It is fun, and I'm having a blast. Is it I'm more not... like a, a connection, a collection of experiences, and you get shifted between them yes. through cutscenes? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you know, just like most Medal of Honor games, uh, you know, you are talking, uh, or you're, there's different time points throughout the war. Um, right. And they don't just seamlessly go together. Um, you'll play through a scene of, of something that happened in the war. And then all of a sudden you'll be shifted to a cutscene, and there'll like be some people later. talking about it, but you know, but, mm. but since we just came off of resident evil four, the cutscenes are, are fully 3d. You are standing there as part of the, as part of the thing. You're just not shooting. And right? they look pretty so, fucking good. They do. I gotta they look, say, they look great. Like they do. I, when I loaded into that very first cutscene, the very first cutscene has you like on your ass, like on the yeah. battlefield. And like, there's a couple dudes surrounded by you. And like, dude, holy shit, are you all right? Like, you just saved our lives. And like, mm-hmm. I was actually kind of connecting with the characters, you know, like the, there's a yeah. lot of fucking soldiers running across the field. Like I look over and there's like a lot of little models running mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the visuals are good. Sound was good. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It is a quest game, mm-hmm. but I was impressed mm-hmm. visually with those cutscene times. Me too, because I did it. Oh, go ahead. Does it blow your mind about like like Medal of Honor, the first one, very first Medal of Honor was the first game I played when I got my new PC and like I was like 10, 12 years old, something like that. And you were you're rushing across the beach on D-Day and I was like, holy fucking shit, this is a game I've been waiting to play for so long. Yeah. Now I can play that game in VR wirelessly. What? Dude, I know. Where has that tech come it's from crazy. in such a short amount of time? It's crazy. I remember playing the very first Medal of Honor 2 and having LAN parties and everyone getting together and bringing their computers over and cramming everything into someone's house just to play multiplayer mm-hmm. for, for Medal of Honor. And it was a blast. Well, and it I still don't know, blast. dude. I don't know if you're going to get that experience, though. Like, I don't think you'll have that, holy fuck, this is the, yes, this is it. Yeah. Right. Like, well, sure. It ain't that, you know, and, and you know, per, me personally, like I am less for the single player experience and more for the multiplayer experience. Um, I had the chance to play multiplayer with a couple of VR creators and I thought it was really fun. Um, there's a, a noticeable little amount of like, I don't want to call it jank. jank. I don't want to call it jank, but it's not perfect. It's not seamless. Like mm-hmm. the character models, a lot of times, like 95% of the time, it looks like everyone's like pointing down like uh, at a 45 degree, you know, like uh, running around right, looking okay. at the floor and shit. You're running around guys. I'm shooting at yep, your shoes, man. Yep. I'm going to get your shoes. 100%. <laughs> it's 100% that. So there's like a couple of things like that. But I will say, dude, once we got into the matches and we were running around, I really enjoyed the game modes. There's a game mode where you like plant a bomb and that's just like a part of like, it's not necessarily like the number one objective, but you can use your bomb and like plant it and like people turn a corner and you get five points mm-hmm. if you hit them with your bomb and, and you can defuse the bomb defuse the bomb mm-hmm. and get one point for it and i thought that was really fun and it honestly kind of took me back to my firewall days of like getting into a good multiplayer shooter and like fi- you know getting into a groove and it was mm-hmm. fun actually i found myself having a legitimate good time yeah. playing the multiplayer well a lot of people really are into like the call of duty stuff right just running around on xbox yep. with their friends shooting things and do- Mm-hmm. you know kill die respawn repeat and i think that's going to scratch this is going to scratch that itch for a lot of people 100 yeah. percent. well i mean medal of honor has done it how long do you think before call of duty goes well hang on where's we got a whole new market over here boys we yeah. can do this. probably a few years if i had <laughs> yeah. to guess they kind of sort of dip their toes in right they had a call of duty um experience on the playstation vr but it wasn't running and gunning it was like shoot like mm. flying this warplane oh uh... 
Yeah, so they kind of dipped their toe in teeny little bit. It wasn't the classic Call of Duty gameplay, no. though. No, it was not. No. Mm. Well, no. and I'll tell you what. Maybe my number one critique of this game, and I'm saying this very tongue-in-cheek, so let's relax. But my <laughs> the thing that stood out really, really a lot was when I respawned in the multiplayer match, you, like, hit the button, respawn. <gasps> That's oh. the sound your character makes. Nice. It's like your character what? woke up from the fucking matrix every single time you respawn. <laughs> you know, like you push the button. <gasps> well, it's well, like that's, it's that's like you same. like reborn. That's, and that's the same sound you get when you're in the campaign and you stab yourself with a syringe yeah. to kill yourself. It's like, <laughs> you know, and that makes I mean, sense. of all the yeah. sound effects they could have chosen, though, they they could have made it worse. You could have respawned and gone. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Respond. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what. It's jarring. It's immersion breaking. It's like, uh, like makes me feel weird, and I don't like it. And Metal <laughs> Honor, if, you, if you're listening, remove that terrible sound clip from when you respawn. Replace it with the one I did. It's better. Yes. 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 Agreed. Hit 100%. up your pal. He's got you. We'll just take I the sound agree. clip straight out of this episode. That'll work. <laughs> so anyway, now, now that we've yes. mentioned all of this stuff. Yes. It's a big fucking game. It is a big game. It is a big game. And it was huge on the PC. It was mind-bogglingly big on the PC, right? And it, and it was very intense on a machine, too. So I, I had a hard time imagining how this was going to go down because it brought my state-of-the-art system to its knees playing it on the PC. I'm like, how is a little XR2 little phone thing shoved into this little case on my face going to really work? But they did a pretty good job, yep. you know? I mean, they obviously downplayed the graphics a bit, but they did a pretty good job. But it is 40, about 40 42 gigabytes and you need more than that to actually download the file have it unpack and install yep. and all that right and a lot of people with the 64 gig version it will fit on the 64 gig version but some people are having problems you have to delete every you game you have you really have you have all to fucking them. factory reset so some people some people so people that don't play their headset that much don't have a built up amount of cash it's stored from different files on their headset right so they could probably uninstall everything and be fine but if you've played a lot of different things on there all these games cache little things little shaders this and that if you've ever taken pictures or recorded in any videos on there that is stored on the headset it's going to take up room and you need every last little bit of memory everything. yeah so you might have to factory reset. it wants to be the only app on your system it's like you're mine now baby i've got you for life I've it will be on your system <laughs> Dude, it will be if you got a 64 yeah. gig quest and you buy this game nothing yeah. else is fitting you are only yeah that's it be metal of honor sitting on your shelf going you'll come to me when you want to have fun you'll come to me <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, like, Nathy has been saying this from the very beginning. Like, yeah. even on PC, he was like, they need to separate these the multiplayer and the single player. Because there's some people who only want to play single player. They don't need all the multiplayer shit and vice yeah. versa. And this would sell more copies and it would make it more yeah. user-friendly for everybody who's trying to get in there. And I agree with you, Nathy. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And and it, to us, it seems like such an obvious thing, right? I mean, the, this thing barely fits on a quest. And if you don't need the campaign or you don't need the multiplayer stuff, why have it? You know, but from a development standpoint, it is a little bit more difficult to dice all that stuff up and then not have the game in general grow too large when it's all together in one piece. So there are there are issues, but if you could cut this in half, and give people the choice that would be the way to go i yeah. guess you could follow the halo infinite route i mean the multiplayer for infinite is currently free to play whereas you have to pay extra for the campaign i mean as a way of making sure that there are lots of people playing your game make the multiplayer part free give it act as like a teaser 
And then it's kind of, you can add this on for only ten ninety nine. You know, it's a whole yeah. campaign on the other side. Dude, That's how I, yeah. I love that. I love that way of doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, Propagation VR does it the other way where you can play that game by yourself for free, but to play with someone else, you got to pay the five bucks or the 10 bucks or whatever. And I would play the five bucks. By yourself, you have to, like, I'm not sure if you could because the size of your balls would be weighing you down. That game is terrible. It is fucking scary. scary. I can't do it. It is scary, bro. I can't play that game. I I was fight or flight. When that spider comes down. I was totally fight or flight in that that game. Mm -hmm. Like 100, like I was digging deep and I'm like, no you will survive like we're doing this like we're gonna fight we're gonna live you know like i really had to dig into like survival tactics and the only no, way no, i no, could no. play i'm the opposite in phasmophobia i'm hiding in the closet until the scary thing's gone i'm, I'm out of there same, <laughs> like, same, I can't do flight it. doesn't exist for me it's but get the fuck out of there <laughs> no, flight yeah, it's just flight, just flight and flight flight and flight yeah yeah and that's how i am too man i can't play phasmophobia i can't play propagation that shit's way too scary um you know i've tried playing phasmophobia with friends and as soon as they die i just run out the damn door and it's over for me i'm mm-hmm. done not happening yeah yep. mm-hmm. i'm always the one who gets asked to go and check the basement and i'm just like oh no. <laughs> have fun. No. No. hey 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 come on basements mm. no 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 i feel you it's um, scary as hell it is scary as hell yeah. especially with behaptics when you can feel that shit breathing on you and oh like, Mm-hmm. Forget it, I man. I can't even imagine, man. Oh no, I don't even want to mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Terrifying. I wanted to mention um, this week. I had the chance to play a game that is not scary, but has been around for a minute called Until You Fall. And Ooh. I, the reason why I played it is because there is a new mod for Behaptics actually uh, that was made by a community member, and it is super good. And I actually really, really like this game. And I did not realize how much I would like it until I played it. And uh, I personally find this combat to be some of the smoothest and most engaging melee combat that exists in virtual reality. And the mod is awesome. And I remember Skiva telling me that he actually did not really love this game very much. So I thought I wanted to bring it up and offer this perspective because I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And you know, this game is good. It's just not my kind of game, right? For the most part, I'm not really into roguelike games. Um, you know, I want an objective. I want to go somewhere and make something happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like with, with the exception of one of my of my favorite roguelite, which is In Death. Um, awesome game. But but like this, I don't know. It, it's it's a good game. It's beautiful. Uh, the swordplay is some of the best swordplay I've seen in virtual reality. I just. You just keep slashing through guys. You go to the next guy. You fight that guy. You go to the next fight. And you do that until you fall. Yeah, but right? meanwhile, you're yeah. over here loving Blade and Sorcery. So, you know, I don't know. Well, Dude, Blade and Sorcery is a lot of fun. When you got the little guy by the head and it's like, hey, Timmy, do you love me? No, okay, so that is him, different. You know? <laughs> that's, like, that's like if if I'm mad at life, right, and I need to take something out on someone, Better the a blade and sorcery NPC <laughs> than a person, right? You know what I'm True saying? That. Like I'm gonna go we, in there, I'm gonna murder some idea people. A long time ago, about what if the NPCs in Blade and Sorcery had like lives that they go and live, and like they see you boot up the game, it's like, oh god, he's oh coming. no, oh, he had a bad day. <laughs> run, guys, run! <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sure that they're not happy because that used to be Robo Recall for me when I was mad at life. <laughs> I would go and do terrible things to those robots in Robo Recall, man. I would just, oh, it was nasty. Seen. The things they have seen. Mm-hmm. The things they have seen, for sure. But now, well, I'm just playing the sorcery NPCs, those poor bastards. I'll tell you why I think I prefer this. 
And mm-hmm. I know that might sound like some crazy shit to some people, but when I'm in Blade and Sorcery, I kind of have a really hard time finding that flow state. You know, mm-hmm. like getting into a groove and like feeling like I'm fucking shit up. Most of the time, what ends up happening is I swing and like, ding, 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 like my shit gets caught on something and I'm like, and I'm like trying to get it back mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. not super smooth and fluid and I don't feel as like I'm, I'm a feel like I'm a badass in those moments when I'm really careful to be a badass, yeah. but I'm not like flowing into badassery. Right. And I right. feel like yeah, this game right. allows me to just fucking fly in there. You dash in, you're you blocking. You just go full John Wick. Yep, you're blocking, you're slashing. There's openings to, to, to expose. And I felt like a fucking hardcore badass, dude. Like I thought this game was awesome. And if you're sleeping on it, I would recommend checking it out because I had way more fun than I thought I would playing Until You Fall. And I wanted to mention it today on the show. Cool. I'm well, adding it to my Steam wish list as soon as we are done. <laughs> hell yeah. Nice. Nice. And, you know, I think I would go back in and try this to have some haptics because when you're getting hit by these things, that would be really cool to actually feel the blade go mm-hmm. across. I mean, it sounds yeah. awesome. Make sure you wear awesome. the arms too because the arms are like really good on your impacts with the swords. Mm-hmm. You know, and please don't don't let this. I hope this didn't sound like this is a bad game to me, right? Because it's a good game. Skiba it's, fucking hates this game. No, I don't. He hate thinks this it's game. shit. He, he thinks that shell think games made a fucking dull. pile of garbage. It's done very well. Everything in this game works extremely well, and it's gorgeous. It's just the lack of getting to an objective that isn't really my type of thing, right? And that's it. That's it. But I do love some of their other stuff um, even even more. Uh, like, um, uh, what's the other stuff that they make? I expect you to die. I expect you to die, and I expect you to die, too. I really had a lot of fun playing those games. And, you know, it's because, like, there's an objective. I got to get out of here. I have to survive. I have to uh, complete this 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 thing, and then I move on to the next thing, right? And that's just more of my I love game those play. games, but to yeah. me... This is That's cool. far beyond I expect you to die. Yeah. I think this is a, a huge yeah, step very, in the right direction. Very different. Extremely different. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes to show the diversity of these developers, right? They can make yeah. a lot of good stuff in a lot of different styles. Dude, so I, Resolution before. games, dog. Resolution games are fucking awesome. They, they are. They're really great. They so many amazing, unique multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. And they just teased something uh, like yesterday or the day before. Um, I guess it would be a few days ago now by the time everybody's seeing this, um, which kind of almost looks like a pinball meets Rocket League multiplayer kind of thing. You know, like mm. robots playing rock. There's goals okay, on both sides, like oh. right up my fucking alley. So I cannot wait to see what's next from Resolution as well. I think nice. they they're great developers. We've got some sick developers now in VR. Yeah. Resolution games, fast travel games, mm-hmm. Vertigo games. Yep. We've got some great yep. people making amazing content. Yeah. So it's super exciting. What else Good you times. got on the docket? Uh, so we got uh, we got some Demio action. Mm. Oh yeah, um, Demio. Yeah. Yep. Demio just announced. Oh, this is their third chapter, right? They yeah. just taught, teased that. Yep, mm-hmm. they just teased the third chapter called "The Roots of Evil," mm-hmm. and they are introducing a new playable character class called the Bard. And uh, those of you who are unfamiliar with the bard's role in typical, uh, you know, MMOs or Dungeons and Dragons or what have you, they usually will represent a um, a support class. You know, bards and minstrels back in the day, they would like travel with like the troop and they would like sing songs, and, like make sure everyone like stayed in good spirits and like ready to get into shit. So I imagine that the bard in this game would probably have like a group buff that reduces the damage everyone takes by one for a turn, you know, or like maybe increases the damage everyone takes mm-hmm. or distributes a card, maybe, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I can see role. that is really going to be my role. class in Demio. I can see it already. Like the idea of just hanging at the back going, we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> 
child, you just take health away from everybody. What the fuck was that? Open that door. That's my chest. You, know? you are perfect for the role. You, I think it was made for your pal, the bard. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I really enjoy Demio, man. I, I, it's so good. And this isn't a game that, that in my flat days I would have ever even explored. Right. Mm. And now this this is in VR and it just brings a whole new level to this entire thing. And I've enjoyed every minute of every time I've ever played this game. I love it. What yeah. I love about it, obviously, I mean, there's a lot. I, I love these kinds of games in general. I'm a huge sword and shield fucking magic kind of gamer. Mm -hmm. um, but what I love is that this is an opportunity for me to do both relax in VR and be insanely stimulated and engaged, which is a combination that I don't often get in virtual reality. I feel like if I'm really stimulated and really engaged, I'm oftentimes not relaxing. I'm like busy, mm -hmm. I'm like shooting, I'm, I'm fast, I'm like, like making shit happen. But in Demio, the gears are turning, but I can like lay in my bed and like yeah. be totally engaged, but yeah. be chilling at the same time and still have a social experience. Mm -hmm. It is a fucking A plus title and I'm stoked to see this new content come out. It is. It's great. The environments are great. The characters are great. Story's great. And you it's can... the detail as well. Like if like I mean when when I played it, I spent a long time looking around that sort of basement that you find yourself in at the start. Yeah. And dude, it is so stuffed with little Easter eggs, little things that you can find, little things you can pick up and hold and do, even before you get into the game. It just evokes that sense of wonderful nostalgia about playing, you know, a, like you say, a D&D &D or, or, or magic type game. But then the characters fucking move and you can pick them up and move them. And there's monsters and shit. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can Demio, kind of zoom into so the board fun. and like, and get really up into the action or you can back yeah. off and check things pick out. Pick up units, read their information, Information, yep. see what abilities they have. Like, yeah, play cards so on sick. them to, to invoke spells. And it's really, really cool, man. I can't say enough good things about about. Or be slightly really sadistic good. with it, which is what I did. I picked up my character and went, now you die. Punch <laughs> <laughs> him in the middle of a group of enemies. It's like, figure this shit out, man. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> figure it out. That's what I did with my very first Dungeons & Dragons character. And he died, and I regretted it. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I have to make a new character? Like, ouch. I did not realize I was biting off more than I could chew there. Um, well, it's cool. It's cool that they continue to support this game because games like this, you have to continue to support yeah. it, give new content, or it gets stale, right? And they're not letting that this That was get my stale. one worry about Demio when I played it. I played it, and, and we were looking at it, and I was like, okay, this is a little bit too short content-wise for what I would expect for this price point. The only way it's going to be acceptable is if there's free stuff coming after, which is what they're now showing. There's a defined roadmap. There's new stuff coming that you don't have to pay for. It just adds on to the game. And suddenly, you're now reaching the point where that game that was quite expensive at the start is now value for money totally. because it now comes with everything that you wanted mm -hmm. totally i yep. agree 100 percent. you guys are both hitting the nail on the head like this game for all intents and purposes would probably be dead in the water by now if the rat king didn't come out and now mm -hmm. that there's this coming out this is going to get everybody who's beaten the rat king back in there mm -hmm. playing again trying the bard maybe doing some like new combos i love how um the demio twitter like challenges people to uh, approach the game from a different perspective they might be like all right let's see you know challenge you to take all wizards everyone's a wizard you know and see how you do and like that is another way to find some really fun replayability like mm -hmm. you know it's you know adding new challenges and kind of finding a more meaningful way to play by your own choice you know not necessarily by design mm -hmm. um, the last thing i want to say about demio before we move on the the best way to play this in my opinion quest virtual desktop pc version 
PC oh. version of fucking Demio is beautiful. It actually I don't know if yep. I've ever played the PC it's version. It's a huge step forward. It's like beautiful. Really? it is gorgeous. It is a I mean they really dumb it down on on the quest and it looks great on the quest. So yeah. it looks fantastic on PC. Mm. And if you have it, uh if you have the choice, I would say play it on PC because it's it is worth it. It looks that much better. Wow. I can't wait to tackle the hardest level with a party of all bards. <laughs> Feel the harmonic <laughs> musical power. They're just We're like, all gonna die. Just this band playing <laughs> while the creatures just slowly. Open, there's one guy. Bring it up, <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait to see this. Can let's do it, huh? Can we like can we yeah. just yeah, go ahead we and can say that you're the bard it. and you know, we'll, yeah. we'll make something happen. Sweet. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. All right. It's um, good stuff. Is there anything else that we should talk about? Uh, there's, just there's like from one the week? More. Uh, there's, uh, from the week? Mm, well, I, there's something I did want to talk about. And I, I think I've mentioned it on this on this show before. Uh, but there is a great game and uh, that I think is getting kind of overlooked. And um, but I, So I want to kind of bring it to the attention. So I'm a big Tron fan. I love the movie Tron. I love the lure to it. I love being sucked into the computer world and feeling like I'm a program inside there, right? And, and no one has really nailed this, especially in VR, right? But now we have this amazing game um, called, called Arcade. Arcade, right? Where you get sucked into like a shooter, like a light rail shooter arcade game. And all of a sudden you're in there, man. And it is very Tron-like. It is very, like you set your expectations for this, right? Because you're not, it's not like, like it's kind of a little bit on rails. Like you have a very set path that you're going down and you're destroying enemies and you have to kill the enemies to move on to the next, to the next spot. But everything feels so good. It looks unreal like i could live in this world it's beautiful Is it kind of stylistically like tron as well yeah. you know those iconic costumes the way it the world looks yeah Dude, and I'm it's not I, supposed I to be tron but i mean this is definitely their inspiration is this gonna be like crap game where on the steam page it's like yeah we're definitely not inspired by that other hit netflix show and you know it's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's tron but let's not call it tron right <laughs> right i mean that's what's happening they're not paying for the ip but goddamn, this is this is very very close you know you know i uh um, I love this game. I'll start mm-hmm. by saying that. Um, I think it's awesome. And I think that this is not the only game to take that Tron-like inspiration, right? Like, there's a handful of games that mm-hmm. kind of look like this with, like, the neon and, like, the, sh- the pixels and all of that. You know, there's mm-hmm. this Sweet Surrender just came out recently, kind of like that. There's a handful of others that remind me of this kind of art style and this vibe mm-hmm. because it almost seems so, like, obvious for mm-hmm. a VR title to, like, embody the whole Tron-style world. Yeah. But they pay a little close attention to detail um in like the uh how the hell i don't even know i forgot how to talk they <laughs> they really focus on the feeling of being sucked into that fucking arcade cabinet yeah. so like there's this awesome scene where you literally feel like you're being pulled in and then while you're in there in the world you can look up on the wall and like see the screen you know like it's up there like you are oh, inside fucking cool. that fucking machine you know so like Really, they just like nailed the the vibe. Like mm-hmm. they nailed the vibe, and there's others that, Love that try, but these guys really made me feel like I got pulled into an arcade machine. They it's did, really and good. it's gorgeous, and the weapons are really cool, and they're very well done and very well thought out. Uh, they they integrated B haptics, so you can feel yourself yeah. getting shot and live and support. Different live support, so yeah, you can you can film yourself inside the game. Uh, I mean, they did they did so good, and it's just so damn beautiful. And they're passionate developers, dude. They've yep. really put a lot of time, yep. love, sweat, 
blood, tears, all the bodily yeah. fluids went into this game. It's super good. <laughs> and we not all it. of them, Alex. Yeah, maybe that's all of threat. them. <laughs> all of them. So pick oh, up this game. Oh, why it's... is this game sticky? <laughs> <laughs> so there is a free demo of this game, and there's a free demo, I believe, on App Lab as well, because the Quest version is not out yet, correct? Um, I don't think the Quest think, version I is out. I, I don't know, man. I think the yeah, game's out. But it, it's coming to the official store. There might be an Apple version, but it is coming to the official store, and I hope I'm supposed to say that. But um, but it's coming. Cat's and, out of the bag. Yeah. But if you and if you are a PC gamer, turn the shit on, crank the graphics up all the way, and it is absolutely stunning. And it's a good time. Arcade, good time. fucking play it. Yep. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to your pal. Yes. All right. Your pal. He's my he's my oh, pal. Shit. Why do I feel pal. like I'm about to go into a psych evaluation? No, dude, you we're, we're going to figure out what the fuck <laughs> you've been doing. All what, right? what, just what the fuck happened with, with this? <laughs> yeah, first of all, your face. What the fuck? <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> uh, you are a beautiful, beautiful man, and we are stoked thank to you, have thank you. Thank you. So, thank you. You know, I actually, um, you know, speaking of your face, you did a face reveal, right? Like your pal existed. No one knew what he looked like. And then there was like yeah. this face reveal thing that happened. But before we get to the face reveal and kind of, you know, how you've, where you are today, I want to talk about the beginning because your, your, like your story on YouTube, I think is pretty unique. Like there's a handful of people who I think kind of have a similar path to yours um, but I would love to get your perspective. So I remember seeing you showing up on the YouTube scene and your pal creating content, very um, like comedy content, you know, and I'm pretty sure you are inspired a lot by uh, like some of the other uh, comedy content creators that are out there now. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. I would be an absolute fraud if I said the boys, the Josh Job, Narrator, Mali were not my biggest inspiration. They were absolutely what I wanted to be doing. I didn't, I totally lacked the self-confidence to be able to do what they did. Um, but I was very lucky. I was placed in situations where I was allowed to be that person who could be that content. It, it was, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because yeah, sure. what, what made you allowed to do that? Yeah, I, I got my, my quest in August, 2019. So luckily, before anybody had ever heard the word Corona, as far as we were aware, it was just a beer at that point. Uh, <laughs> and I started, the first, one of the first games I downloaded was Pavlov Shack on the Quest. And nice. in those days, it was janky, but it was so much fun. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I loved the, the sense of anonymity that you get with being on the internet. You know, you don't have to be yourself if you don't want to be and you know I, and i still i i suffer with self-confidence sometimes so i wanted to be somebody that wasn't me and that's why when the first time somebody said hey how you doing a little voice in my head went you don't have to use your real voice and so i went hello buddy how are you and i sort of became this weird narrating funny person in pavlov shack and i started creating little comedy bits little, not even skits just little moments of comedy with some content creators, you know, I remember Autismo, Teeny, Teeny Tiny, Adam Flame. We, we just got into situations that were funny to us and that made us laugh. Normally around somebody being handed a grenade. That's just generally how it went. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I started becoming a regular in, in a lot of lobbies that were happening. I didn't have anything fucking else to do. Uh, and then people started saying, dude, you, you must be a YouTuber. You must have a channel, right? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't know. So I started gauging that there was 
an audience out there for this stuff. My first video, it's still out there. My first video is basically me going, do you want me to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, there were enough people to say the answer was yes. That's pretty awesome. You know, it is like when someone comes flying into a multiplayer lobby and they're like laying it on thick, right? Like they like embody a character. It becomes obvious you can feel it and it's insanely fun right whenever you have somebody like that in your lobby and you are immediately attracted to it and then i would argue that your second thought is okay what's this guy's channel you know like he must be recording something you know Mm -hmm. like he's making content right now like that's what's happening here and i love that you basically started creating the content before you realize that you were creating I was just doing, and I still do. I look forward to recording sessions so much because I get to go and be this crazy, goofy person that I can't be in real life. So I get to do and do it virtually. I love recording. I love making content. I love making skits so much that I'd probably still do it if I didn't have a channel. I'd just go and help my friends make their videos because it's the best fucking time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the highlight of my week, honestly. Hell yeah. So you start making content, right? You start putting it up on YouTube and what? Maybe you start getting a few subs here, right? Like maybe a couple people start sharing your videos there, right? Um, And then a little something rolls along called YouTube Shorts. Oh, what a magical moment that was. (laughs) So YouTube Shorts came along. And obviously at this point, I've been doing videos, I would say, maybe about 10, 11 months. So I'm by nowhere near well-versed in the craft. I think I just stopped using Blender as a video editor, which I know in the chat, there's probably people going, wait, what the fuck? Use Blender as a video editor? I did not know that was a thing. It was an awful, awful thing to do, but there we (laughs) go. Uh, And then I get wind that like YouTube Shorts is starting and they want short form content. It's like, okay, well, basically my long videos are a bunch of short form content stapled together. And it takes a few tries and errors, but we fucking get there. And the channel starts rocketing off. And I'm like, holy shit, this is actually doing pretty well. So I put a few more shorts up and sure enough, they rock it off as well. I think I, I would say I was very lucky. I had some great advice on how to get it going. And I was very lucky to be in the right place at the right time with VR content that people wanted to watch. And the people came flooding in and it was a, it, it was, was fantastic insane. Time. It was fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I mean, we saw it happen, you know, like we were all yeah. there. Like we saw this shit go down. And I mean, dude, your pal got... 20,000 subs in like a fucking week or two, you know, like it is crazy how fast your channel grew as a result of that. That must have been the record was about 10,000 in two days. And it was, I mean, what I would say it is a bit of a mixed bag. What I have found since is that the people who are there to watch your shorts are not necessarily there to watch your long form content. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that can be a little bit depressing because you see the views on your shorts compared with the views on your long form content, but I I have to take a step back and say, look, I'm making this content primarily for me. It's content that I enjoy making. If other people want to watch it, great. I've, I've said on my live streams before, if I make one person smile who is having a really shit day, then job done. I couldn't give, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I have a full-time job, so I don't rely on the money from it. I'm just making funny content with my friends. That's all I'm doing. Well, um, so, you, fucking, you know, you were if there, the videos bro. don't match up, then fine. You were there. like. I, I would argue that there was like a like a point zero one percent of YouTubers that really got to fucking take advantage of that shorts thing, and you were there at the right time. You soaked up all of it that you could, and then it like it disappeared. Yeah, and it was gone. And like now, I'll tell you that's what it did viable. do. It, it it forced me to be a very, um, I mean, what I should say is I I am nothing without the people around me. 
right? You put me in a room, like I've done solo videos, they're okay, I can be funny on my own, fair enough. But the people who I record with are the best content creators who I know. People, you know, Extended Reality, Singing Giraffe, Nicole, Depresso, Chanex, they are incredible people in their own right. Put them together and they're fucking amazing. The Hell first yeah. time I got these people in a room together, I'm like, you know when you create something really special? You're like, I don't want anybody else to have this. No, it's mine. <laughs> I make this thing, it's good. Because <laughs> they are incredible. You know, we, we've got to a stage where, um, you know, for example, the other night, right, we were recording a skit on Pavlov. And I turn to extend it and I say, I just say the start of a skit sentence that we haven't talked about in advance at all. I just say, extended, they can't get into this castle. And he knows where to run with it. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to the point where running a skit is like telepathy. Oh, hell yeah. And you guys are like jazz musicians out there fucking improvising with each other and just like winging yeah. it. I love it. And it's and again, that is why I look forward to it so much because my friends can make me laugh so well in VR. You know, I have to cut so much where it's just the headset shaking because I am laughing so much. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've we've come a long way as as content creators. We've managed to walk a fine line between scripting something and going in without any kind of a plan. So we've now got a happy medium where we, we know roughly what we want to do. We have a sort of start and an end point. And when we go into something for the first time, we're looking around the map going, okay, we can do something here, something here, something here. But 95% of the time, most of our stuff is ad-libbed. I love and it. And that's what makes it funny. Dude, that, and that, in my opinion, is like what makes what we do here on our show so much fun for us, you know, because yeah, we... Yeah, you've got that connection. You've got that energy. And we're just chilling, you know, like we, we have a, a kind of a basic idea as to like what we want to talk about or what we want to get to or whatever. And if we don't, then so be it, you know, like it's just, it is what it is, but it's about like finding that space with your people and then vibing and letting the rest happen, yeah. you know, and like, that's what we're doing here. It sounds like that's exactly the approach that you've taken. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that you can't, just because you've got this core group as well, it doesn't mean you can't collaborate with other people. We're collaborating with people all of the time. We're very lucky. We, we set up um, a, a server called Sperm Squad. I, I don't remember. Oh, I do remember why it's called Sperm Squad. Sperm it's not Squad. not for the reason you might think. Um, it's because when Fall Guys came out, we took a great deal of pleasure in just playing as the most basic bitch bean we could find. You know, the all, all white, nothing on, and they kind of look like little sperm running around. So we have a server called Sperm Squad. <laughs> Content creators can come in, they can make videos with each other, and it's a creative space where if they want to put a recording together, they might be they might be completely new to collabing with other people. They can say, right, I want to do X. I need five people. Sign up below. And you'll have five content creators going, yeah, boom, I'm there. Let's do it. Hell yeah. And that is the most precious thing to me, to see people collaborating and having fun together. I love it. Very cool. I absolutely love it. I love so, it too. It makes me laugh. Yeah, dude, the content's great. It's fun. You know, one of the things that Steve and I mentioned before we pulled you in earlier um, was that your, I would argue that your content is a little bit more approachable than some of the other stuff that's out there, right? Like some of the stuff that's out there is very crude, maybe a little juvenile. And I don't really get that vibe from what you guys are doing. You know, like it might have yeah, some it, of the same energy. It's a energy, fine but... line to walk. It's a fine line to walk. I mean, I've definitely strayed over it before. There are times when I look back at some of the videos I made and gone, okay, was that really the right thing to do knowing your audience? If you know your audience mm -hmm. are, you know, sort of, let's say 13 to 18 or something like that, you know that there's certain amounts you can get away with, but you can't get away with other things. And I think one of the things that happened when the channel blew up is I had to have this kind of talk with myself. It's like, okay, you need to be, you need to still have fun. Fun has to be the absolute core of what you're doing, but you should have this sort of element of responsibility as well. 
So there are areas where I won't go in terms of a skit. There are things that I won't say in terms of a skit. And what, again, what I like about the people that I work with is we all have that respectful line. We know exactly where we can push each other and we mm -hmm. know exactly where we can go. We are also very aware of where the line is. That's not to say that I won't ever stray over that line. Just, just maybe put a little pinky toe over the edge yeah. of it. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta no, fuck like around a little we, bit. We take a fine line. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it's not funny. If you're not, if you're not toe is touching the line, that's the right place to be. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about the character. Right now, we hmm. you talked earlier. You said that VR kind of gave you um a, like a safe space, you know, to to express yourself. And I talk about expression on this show every fucking episode. Like I think expression is at the core of everything, frankly, and I find it super interesting that when you're in VR and you are presenting comedic content that you are more comfortable or you almost default into embodying another voice or another character to execute that. Um, so, you know, what is it about, about being in VR and maybe starting your channel that makes you feel like, you know, this is a more authentic, authentic expression of the kind of comedy that you're trying to create? I've always said that I was born on the wrong continent. I was supposed to be born in Texas. I didn't happen. The, the universe grew up. That's the first thing. The second thing is I have always loved doing voices, right? I mean, I, when I'm in the shower in the morning I'll, or I'm looking in the mirror, say, having a shave, and I'll be like, Serge, I'm not going to make it, Serge. And you just make this entire little character around whatever the fuck voice comes out of your head. And then you take that voice and you refine it and you practice it and it becomes something that you're immensely proud of. Like Pal's voice. If you look back at the earlier videos, he's all the way down here and he he's kind of sounds like he's trying to be something he's not. And then Pal's voice got higher and higher in my register because the problem was that I couldn't do Pal's voice for long. Like after an hour or two hours, I was out. I was done. But now Pal's voice, I can just sit in there for hours at a time. And, you know, it, I sometimes, I know I'm doing it now, but I sometimes, like, people will say, why are you doing Pal's voice? It's just us. And I'll be, uh -huh. I won't even have noticed, <laughs> which is a bit weird. And then, um, you know, there's other characters that you create. You can go into Gunther, who's very sexual and likes to find lots of things mm, that are funny. Yes. You can go into the Irish voice, which really annoys people from Ireland. Um, there are so many different voices you can do, and it, I just I just have a ball doing it. It's so, a lot of fun. So, so do you do you know? Is it like? Did you feel like you were making a choice, or did it feel, or were you just definitely? Taken to it? Definitely, pal. Pal can be the things that I am not. He can be outgoing. He can be. I I'm an introvert at heart. I like I like my safe space. I like my quiet space. But when I put on a VR headset, I don't have to be that person. Because I'm in my safe space, I'm in my quiet place, but also I have a VR headset on. I can travel to any corner of the fucking planet, mm -hmm. so I can be anybody who I wanted to be. And I decided to be this loud-ass, you know, person who, who you know, likes to create comedy content. Do you ever... Uh, it was definitely a choice. Do you ever um, kind of, like, you know, feel inspired to embody a new person or, you know, like maybe become someone you're not when you go into VR? Um... You know, kind of, sort of, like some, you know, I, I feel like I get a lot of that expression out for me and things like Neos, right? Where I can go in there and, and, oh man, you know, maybe I just watched a Spider-Man movie or something. Now I can go in there and web sling around, you know, and look down and there I am, I'm Spider-Man or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I for the most part, I, I feel like I'm just kind of boring and I'm just well, mostly just me. Yeah, well, you're not really <laughs> much of an actor though, you right. know, like I don't see right. you like 
taking on voices right. and stuff. You know, I would say that like I am probably like you in a lot of ways, pal, where like uh, if I'm just fucking around, I'll just like enter a new voice, be like, oh, this is my standard old yeah. guy. Or this is my standard Western guy or whatever, you know, like we all kind of yeah. have those voices. So it's easy to like fall into one of those for me if I need to, yeah. you know, um, but uh, but yeah. it's also great to work on those and make them into a character. So pal started purely as a voice. That's mm. all he was. Uh, and then, you know, when the channel started going off, I approached an artist on Fiverr with the worst hand-drawn sketch you've ever seen, and they managed to turn Pal into a character. And at that point, from that moment, he became more of a voice. He had a body. He had a face. Yeah. I knew what he looked like. And that actually psychologically was a huge moment because I'd had this voice in my head that was like, okay, this is what you sound like when you're making content. This is now what you look like when you're making content. You know, he he evolved, and, you know, it now has you – know, has, he now has his own merch. I love it. He has a wonderful <laughs> design, um, which I adore. So now, link in the what description. it's enabled me to do as well. Sorry. I said link in the description. <laughs> oh, yeah, link in the, yeah, yeah. At reasonable prices, too. Yes. Um, what he has allowed me to do is separate myself and Pal. So when I do live streams now, and ever since doing the voice reveal and the face reveal, I can be myself in a live stream where I'm just hanging out with chat. I can be Pal when I'm doing comedy videos, which is very much the way that I want to keep it for the time being. I like it. You know, before VR came along, when I was exploring myself, you know, um, dreaming became a, a very big, important thing for me. And like learning how to lose a dream became something that was really important to me because I wanted to maybe do things that I wouldn't normally do you know, or maybe take advantage of opportunities that I wouldn't normally take advantage of, or maybe I want to just go and do something crazy that in the real world, I'm too afraid to do or whatever it is. So I started to learn how to lucid dream and it is a lot of effort. It's like, you have to be super intentional to make it happen. And I was somewhat successful a handful of times. And in those moments when I became lucid, what I realized was that in order for me to do the things in my dreams that I wanted to do, it would actually need to be something that I would do. Like I am still me, even though I'm entering this space where it's safe and I can do whatever the fuck I want. So, you know, if like, cause for me, I was like, oh man, I can, I can have, you know, group sex with a hundred supermodels in my dreams. If I could just train myself to do it, you know, and to be consequence free. Well, you're free. saying you don't do that in real yeah, life? Yeah. I That's... mean, trust me. I know you take one look at me. You would expect oh, that that would be the case, but <laughs> you know, I'm married. You know what I mean? So no, no, ladies, he doesn't want it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thank you, man. Just put them down easy for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I realized is that when I go lucid and I look over at the park bench and I see her sitting there, what am I going to do? Walk up to her and fucking rip her like, no, I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. But maybe what I would do is be forward about my intentions with her or something, you know? So yeah. what I ended up realizing was that in my, in my pursuit of doing what I wanted to do in a safe space, I actually needed to end up altering who I was a little bit in order for those behaviors to translate into my dream world. So now that was a fucking huge setup for this. Have you noticed anything like that in your in your in your uh, embodiment of your yeah. characters like have you made yes. adjustments in your real life as a result of what you're doing with this pal i mean as i said at the start i have struggled with self-confidence a lot in my life i i've i've never really been the kind of person to in a crowded room say hey hey look at me i'm doing something cool over here mm -hmm. that's just not who i would be but pal is able to be that side of me and then since i started doing content it's given me so much confidence in the real world to approach a situation authentically 
and say, this is what I want out of this relationship. This is what I want out of this context. This is what I want out of this situation right now. And I'm doing that not, you know, for, it started off, you know, it was like a little switch in your head. Just go, right, pal's going to effectively take you by the hand and walk you through this. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, he's just, he is me. It's just a very weird side of me. Um, so yeah, it's, he's definitely given me more confidence. And I realize I speak about him in the third person. I don't have mental issues. I promise. Not that I know of. I find this, I find <laughs> this all very interesting. He's just walked away in a little box. <laughs> I love it. I think this is super duper interesting. And I think that there are a lot of versions of this happening today. You know, with like VTuber is another really good example of something yeah. like this, where you mm-hmm. have a, an mm-hmm. avatar, a voice, it's a personality, it's a character. It exists outside of who you are and in a regular you know, embodiment. Like I, I went the other route. I went the opposite route. I was like, I don't ever want to reintroduce myself. I'm going to be Alex in everything that I do because I already am, you know, I've already got it, you know? So let's fucking just, just keep pushing that. Like don't and it, it's a choice every person makes. The best way to describe pal for me is he's probably like a Horcrux from Harry Potter. He's a part of my soul. He's a bit that I would like to be perhaps a little bit more often. And he gets to come out and play occasionally. That's Which, the best way to describe him. And what and I think that that's beautiful, honestly. You know, like what a way to express yourself and to and to be human and to find a way to, you know, scratch those itches in a in a way that makes sense for you and is safe for you. I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, what I love as well is that the the, the voice got well I, I've been told that the voice is good enough that the first time I used to meet people, now when I meet people, I just go in as, as me and it's fine. But when I used to meet people, I used to go in with Pal's voice. And up until a point where I dropped the accent, they thought that I was American. Mm-hmm. Like they, they thought that that was the real me. And, you know, as someone who takes pride in voices and, you know, I've done some voice acting in the past, that's something that I was really proud of. The fact that I could fool a, a U.S. born yeah. person into thinking that I was from that's, that part of the world, too. I never had any any uh, suspicions when I first saw any of your pal content. Yeah, me neither. Did you hear me him faking any voices? No, no, no. I was just like but I was very not, immersed in the content. So it, it's fun. Like you know, I I love the the development in pal's voice since I started to where he is now. It's not just only more comfortable, but you then notice the mechanics of it in order to do a different voice. So pal's voice is the same as you know the German voice except you're just elongated s's and you're shorting other words and certainly it's that um and you know in the same way you turn that voice into an Irish voice very easily because you just speak softly and you elongate your s's and every word in Irish tends to flow from one to the other to the other um and none of them are you know they wouldn't fool a person if you're standing in front of them because there's different ways that your mouth moves when right. you're doing voice acting as opposed to when you're actually speaking but they're good enough for content and it means that we can make more content in more interesting ways because we have a, a breadth of characters that we can call on i love it so i mean i don't know about you but i personally can like i can look into the future you know of the your, your pal universe a little bit and i can imagine like <laughs> lots of characters and i can imagine you know, different skits and cartoons and shit, you know, like, have you like, are you like looking forward? Like, do you have like plans or are you kind of staying here, like taking it a day at a time? There is so much that I want to do with pal. I would love to do a podcast with pal, um, talking with, with VR content creators, you know, maybe I've been been inspired by the world's best VR podcast. I I don't know who that might be, but right, um, baby, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> uh you know there's there's a lot that i would do with him i would love to take that audio and then animate it so that pal became a living and breathing person in this cartoon world 
for the minute, the biggest pressure is time. You know, as, you know, full time job. I do content creation on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where my focus is for the time being. And you know, it's good. I enjoy so much the videos that I'm putting out, even the ones that don't do so well. I'm proud of what I've created. You know, at the start of 2019, there was no pal. It was just me sitting in a living room on my own with a VR headset. Now there is this living and breathing person that I've made. He has a voice. He has a brand. He has a channel. Then he wasn't there before. I'm a baby daddy, man. I created something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. That, there's, there's Which I'm sure is awesome. how every YouTuber feels as well. Totally. Totally. We, I mean, we look at each other from time to time and we're like, damn, like, look at this. Like something out of nothing. Yeah. You know? Something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that when we're looking at new games, I mean, we mentioned some new games at the start of the podcast. When when I look at a new game, I think that I'm probably looking for different things than a lot of people are, even within the VR content creation community. Because I'm not so much looking to showcase a new game as put myself and my group in situations where we can be funny. You know, that's why despite the vast array of VR titles that are out there, the ones that we return to time and again are Pavlov, VRChat, Onward, and Phasmophobia. They are some of some of the most uh, interesting games, I think. I mean, VRChat, Jesus, it's free, and you can have everything from sex in VR to being scared with your friends. I mean, mm-hmm. in a free app, that's incredible. It is. And then you've got Pavlov, where the community is amazing, and they're constantly creating new maps. There was one that we saw that was basically a recreation of Bikini Bottom from spongebob which we're going to go and do a video on uh, real soon <laughs> hell yeah um the community for that that game is incredible you've got phasmophobia where they're updating it and making it even fucking scarier so i can go and hide in the closet for 10 minutes uh and you've got <laughs> onward we have a we have a video idea coming up for on for onward which is going to be like a very wholesome christmas so the guys are going to get together we're going to go to a cabin in the woods but there's terrorists everywhere. Oh. And we're going to have to fight our way out one bullet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I would... So I was, it's, just, it's so much fun, man. But I I'd do think to... that we're looking for, as, as that type of content, we're probably looking for something in a game that most other people aren't. We're looking for replayability. We're looking for an open space. And we're basically, we're basically asking for a sandbox. Totally. Give me a sandbox and some titles. Well, I have. I have that for you, man. you got to hop into Neos with me because i got some shit I can I, show you. I, I bet wait. you anything that, uh, that you will be inspired to do a whole new set of, of, of content from the things you that you see in there. Be. I can't wait. From yep. what I've seen of Neos, it looks absolutely amazing. We were talking before the show, V-Bunny uh, Go has just done some amazing stuff in Neos, kind of blending and hybrid as well. And I, I can't wait to hop into it. V-Bunny uh, Go, Hambone are both amazing Man, people. I, I, I don't know. Have you, have you seen some of their new stuff? Because it is absolutely amazing. This is like legit Hollywood quality shit that they're putting yeah, out right they're now. Doing, I mean, These guys are freaking killing it, man. That said, and I just I got to be real about it, okay? Their content's not for us. Their mm-hmm. content is is for a younger crowd. Like yeah. I've watched and their that's shit. Okay. And it's that's okay. no, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan. I love what they do. I don't okay, I don't actually love the content, but I love them. Like so, so much. Some I of think their newer... the difference between you can like the content and maybe not like the content, but respect the grind. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I, I mean, think I don't want to watch it, but I'm yeah. impressed. Some like, of their, like their newer content, I've actually been really enjoying. You like are you, enjoying so, it. so you cut out some of the little girl stuff, right? Because there's, you know, it's kind of aimed towards uh, younger females, I would say, a yeah. lot of it. But some of it, man, you know, Hambone has been getting a little bit more involved as a character in there. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, they just crack me up, man. I'll go in there and, and, just, and just laugh. 
That's nice. great. Really nice. good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I definitely advise you guys to check it out. You know, I'm sure there's people you know in your lives that would really, really enjoy this content. So, pal, are, do you and your buddies um, like play VR as well? Like, you know, make maybe one night you'll jump in and like play Dino or something, but then the other night go into your yeah. sandbox? Or is it like, you know, kind of like, uh, is most of your time spent in those sandbox environments? Most of the time when we go in the VR, it's to make content, but we do play games. We like we play with each other all the time. Like we've just been grinding the shit out of New World recently. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, whether it's Among Us, whether it's Rust, whether it's Battle, like me and Extended are going to grind the shit out of Battlefield 2042 when it comes out. Um, you know, we, when nine times out of ten when we hop into VR, it is to record, but we still enjoy VR and make content together and just play games together all the other time because that's one of the most important things to me i think friendship has to be at the absolute heart of a of a of a group that's geared towards content you know you've got a lot of groups who are making content together but they might not interact outside of that and that's fine that might work for them but part of the reason why i know exactly where to push nightgall or giraffe or depresso where to go is because i've known them for 18 months i've played games with them Mm. every day you know, I know exactly where, how to get the most out of them. I think that's, that's what makes it special. I think that's a great point, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's a great point, you know? And like we talked about this earlier, but like we made sure that we were friends first before we decided to kind of put our heads together and make content. And I'm not saying you have to do that, but being friends with someone, fuck, does it make this shit much easier, you yeah. know? Especially because when you're making something that's creative, you very, very easily could start to have creative differences, you know? And that was something that we talked about earlier. You know, it's like, hey, like, what if we have creative differences? You know, like, I like something and you don't, you know? Like, who's who, who wins, you know? Like, which one do we go with? And how do we make those decisions, you know? Like, that's not always easy mm. to, to do. Absolutely not. But I feel like you get to have, at that point, you get to have an adult conversation. And we, we've had the same thing. You know, somebody might want to do a skit, which I think is over the line. And we talk about it. And nine times out of 10, we come to a resolution where we maybe pull it back just far enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might be as simple as changing a word or changing an action that we're doing. Um, and, and suddenly it's fine and we're all happy with it. But we have that discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, we make, we make, it, we make it a point that we don't go away and see the bad. You know, we don't get off the call and think, all right, they're a bunch of dicks. I'm not going to do that with them again. Uh-huh. We talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's so important too, then if, if you're listening and you know, you're thinking about collaborating with someone or you want to get something up and running um, that you keep it like 90, like a hundred, a hundred percent real. Like you have to be so like authentic and open about how you feel about stuff and the way you, you know, your vibe, like there are times where like maybe, I have jumped to conclusions about stuff with, with what we do, you know, we're like, we've recorded something and I've been like, I didn't like that at all. Like, I'm not having fun right now. And like, this isn't good. And you know, he's like dealing with me having that reaction, you know, Ski was like, okay, shit, he hates this. I think this is good, but I'm going to have to, uh, we gotta, I'm going to have to deal with this. You know what I mean? So like, and then a day later I listen to it again. I'm like, okay, wait, no, that is good. We're good. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But like, and I think that's part of, that's part of a successful partnership. You get to have that conversation. And again, it comes down to trust. It comes down to friendship, your friends first, yeah. the content. Great. The content's fantastic, but your friends first. And I think that's, that's the foundation for a solid partnership. I think that's why you two work so well together. Fuck yeah. oh, it's all love in the room, man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But what is also funny when your buddies, like, 90% of the time that we're recording, it's like we're all just taking the piss out of each other. Yeah, right. You know, I was on a call, I was on a call with the guys the other day, and we re- I've, I've been wanting for so long to reenact this famous skit that's going around on TikTok. 
where a guy is in a lobby with a group of his guy friends, and he goes, guys, I, I, I like to think that if I was ever going through something really bad, I could talk with you about it. And one by one, they go, nope, nope, absolutely fucking not. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it gets worse. You know, they just take the shit out of it, and we all started doing that. It was funniest shit i've ever heard it was fantastic well and you really have to be with people who you love and admire to go to the yeah. to that place otherwise you're not the vibes yeah. aren't going to be good in my latest video i did a one minute long montage of killing depresso which brought me so much joy but most importantly it brought him joy as well because it's a running gag and he gets it and we've discussed it and he's cool with it it's not cyberbullying. it's not we talk with the lawyers about That's this. Good. It's not yet. Don't get any ideas, Giva. You think I'm fucking going to start letting that shit happen? You are but sorely also, mistaken. If you ever are getting slightly pissed off with your friends, invite them into Pavlov. Accidentally shoot them in the head. What's going to happen? There you go. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Just That'll do it in do. VR. <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely killed each other in VR a few times. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, these... Doesn't it help? It does. Doesn't it, it help? Does, absolutely. Like, dude, I'm slightly pissed off with you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's like I expect to kill Skeev every time. So if I don't, yeah. like that's what upsets me. You yeah. know, it's like in competitive gaming, maybe things like Neos, right? Or you pull out a gun and shoot you across the map, uh, dude. It's something so like funny. that. That yeah. shit is so funny. Honestly, you guys, dude, pal, you guys got to go in there. You are gonna have a blast. And we're gonna not gonna. I, I honestly gonna wait. I've been waiting for the right time yeah. to round yeah. up the boys and get There's into Neos. A, maybe this is the right fucking, time. Like, I need a helping hand, though, Skeever. I need Dude, I will bring you in. I'll, I'll give you props to use in your stuff. We'll we'll make it happen, man. I'll show you how to do everything. And uh, beautiful. Yeah. And then I, I, I will give the artist the palette and see what you create. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and what and watch me make a shit painting on a wall. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're starting to get close. Okay, we're starting to get close to uh, to 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 wrapping this thing up but one thing that i like to do and i don't know i gotta find like a maybe more a better way to do this because sometimes i feel like i'm putting people on the spot and they don't mm. really know how to respond to me but anyway i always just want to make sure that like we've gotten to everything right like is there anything um that you like kind of were thinking about recently or something that's top of mind um that you don't get the opportunity to like express or you think is important or maybe there's a common misconception about you or the content that you want to clear up like anything that you think is important to talk about VR yourself or there, otherwise. there actually is. And, and you know, I, I, it, it's not even something that I've done. It's just something I'm incredibly proud of one of my friends has done. One of my friends, Sinking Giraffe, is all about positivity and mental health. And I think gamers and mental health, we're an amazingly supportive community as it is. But mental health affects everybody, whether you're, you know, whether you're three years old or 30 years old or 300 years old. It, it affects a broad spectrum of people. So what he's done is create an entire community that is based around positive mental health. It's called Never Game Alone. And the idea is just that. If you don't want a game alone, if you're the kind of person who's sitting there, maybe you're on your, in an Xbox lobby, and you wish you had people to play with, and it's getting you down, and you just want someone to talk to, you can sign up, and there'll be 10 people waiting to play with you. It's wow. the most amazing thing that I've seen set up, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing as well. And, you know, I, I, I tell him all the time, I am so immensely proud that he set it up. I think it's amazing. That sounds amazing, man. I know a lot of yeah. people that would uh, that would love to have a service like that, and and I would love if you'd share the link with us, and we'll put it in the description below. Absolutely, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll get you the it. Discord invite link. There are people in there talking, gaming, even if it's someone to just say, "Hey, can you listen for five minutes? I've had a really shit day." There's someone there who'll say, "Yeah, I can be that person. I can I can be that that ear. That can be that shoulder. Then I can be that joystick, and we can go shoot some people." Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that was so cool. I fucking love that, especially yeah, because too. it's like, 
you know, like really like true, like support and shit. It isn't like me holding you over my shoulder. It's us leaning into each other, like fucking Forrest Gump and, and, and Bubba in fucking Forrest Gump. You know, they're like, you lean into me and I'll lean into you. Like by being that person for someone, you are fulfilling your own needs simultaneously, you know? So something like that, which is reciprocating the energy and helping people find others and create connections with like-minded individuals who share the same hobby. I think that's huge. You know, Mm -hmm. I talk about friendship regularly and I personally, I am like hardcore in this camp that you and I or whoever you are, we can be great friends under two conditions. One, uh, you keep it 100% real with, with me. Like you do not bullshit me. You be your authentic self. And two, we share at least one mutual interest. If we can share a single mutual interest and both be authentic, we will literally become great friends. Like that is all it fucking takes. I mean, this, this world is screwed, right? There's so much going on. We've got the amazingnesses we are, but fundamentally the world's fucked. The only way that we are getting out of this thing is together. So let's just do it. Amen. Absolutely. Do you it. know, and this... the VR community, we talked about at the start of the show. The VR community is amazing. It's incredible. It's full of so many people who are just happy to be in VR and happy to connect. And I think it's a beautiful thing. It is. And I know that uh, life is insane. And sometimes, no matter how good things are for you, sometimes life is going to take that bat and it's going to swing and hit you in the nuts really hard, man. And it's really good to have a place to go and to have someone to talk to sometimes and to be able to, to, to join forces and, and go in and, and maybe in a game and, and get some headshots together. Cause I mean, you know, Hell life yeah. can be hard. Life can be hard. But yeah. also, and I, you know, I, I'm not just saying this cause I'm here. What you guys have done with between realities is give us all a focal point to hang out every week. So chat, please join me in going absolutely fucking insane for Alex and Skiva because you guys have created hey. something oh, totally thank beautiful. You. This is all for thank you. you. It's so all much. for you. It's beautiful. Honestly, well done. Dude, Appreciate that. Man. Thank you so much, man. And like, you know, it the we always say the thing that that really makes what we do special here for us is the opportunity to connect with everyone, to have mm-hmm. guests like you come onto the show, you know, sh- trade perspectives, trade wisdom, you know, trade enthusiasm and, and reciprocate the energy that we all are here to uh, mm-hmm. experience and to enjoy. And share that with everyone that's in our chat and hang out with everybody and just have that, that place every Friday where we can all get together and just love what we love together yeah, which is why i'm loving these Absolutely. friday night population one matches that have been happening Dude, you know on our discord real. we have a multiplayer um lobby and every friday a code gets dropped in there for pop one and everyone jumps in there and it gives us mm-hmm. a chance to play a game together too so friday has been like that day for us lately of just like mm-hmm. connection like have the guest on the show, have our chat, connecting with everyone, and then playing games later that night. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. And it's we are great. so grateful to be here and to have all of you support us. So thank you so fucking much. Thank you. Thank you it's to beautiful. everyone that's here. Thank you to you, your pal, for everything you do and how much you make us laugh and for coming Absolute on the show pleasure. and being a cool guy. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys <laughs> for having me. Absolutely. I'll, get, I'll find my own way to the space pods. I, I don't know where they are, but yeah, you yeah, just go up, go down the hall, elevator. Oh, back to, to the, the bathroom, seventh floor. Yeah, yeah, by the elevator. Yeah. Yep, yep. There's a pod that will yep. take you home. Yep. Okay. Let's Everyone, make... say goodbye to your pal in VR. Go fucking Thanks subscribe so much, to guys. his shit right now. See mm-hmm. you later, dude. See you, buddy. And with that, this motherfucker Oops. is good, 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 gone. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. There he is. Now he's gone. <laughs> hey, that was awesome. <laughs> 
That was great. What a great conversation. Every week we're like, oh, that was awesome. What a good person. <laughs> you know, and your pal was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I, I've hung out with him in live chats a few times. And what a great guy, man. I'm just, just, so, just so, so happy to have such great people in Dude, this community. I'm feeling the with. love today on this yeah. episode. This is like my heart is full after, after all this. So, and I'm sure the chat has been hype. You know, we don't know that, right? But we're we sure don't. That, I'm, I'm we assuming don't. that the, the chat has been great. Yeah. So, you know, tomorrow we didn't even mention, we should have mentioned in the beginning of the show tomorrow, which is yesterday while this is being aired is the VR awards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which we were nominated as, as VR social influencers of the year, which is fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. But like, but you know, there's some amazing people on you know that are that are up there with us, like like Nathy and Tyreel Wood and Fia and Thrill Seeker and and just some unbelievable people, man. And we're just so honored to be there with them. And you know, we're we're not gonna win. And no. but whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just being being a part of that with them. And and I'm really excited to see who does walk away with this and and to see what games come out on top and stuff like that so i'm super excited uh you know hopefully uh we'll be chatting about that right now in yeah. the chat and yeah mm-hmm. yeah good yeah so yep. vr awards that is fucking crazy that yeah nominated for that is like unbelievable you can hop in and you can watch it live uh if you were to have grabbed tickets yeah, prior to we're, this we're talking yeah. in the fucking past right yeah, now I know. I know. so what are we doing next week so next week we're gonna have a great guest on ashley huffman from the vr community she's into haptics uh, which is kind of your, what you're into too. Yeah. So this is going to be a great, absolutely great episode. Uh, great guest. Mm-hmm. Ashley Huffman um, does the Haptics Club on Twitter. They do a Twitter Spaces show. Where and she has a newsletter, a yeah. Haptics Letter newsletter. And that they turn it into up. a little yeah. podcast too. So she's yeah. been super busy in the Haptics community and um, definitely excited to have her. Is this Friday? I thought we had something on Wednesday. Is that this Oh, Wednesday? no, wait. No, this is... No, is that next Wednesday? That's next Wednesday. Okay, see, I'm, yep. I'm, I, that's why I got Skiva to handle all this stuff. So next week, <laughs> Ashley Huffman, yep, live, yep. and then and then we're gonna have some bonus episodes and some stuff happening, and we're gonna be going strong, man. That's so. what I keep thinking yep. about. So, yep. all right, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next week with Ashley Huffman live on the show at Friday. All right, see you later, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>